And we are live. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is the uh, My Podcast World Blab. Uh, I'm Scott. He's Gordon. And uh, welcome. So if you've got any questions, just pop them into the sidebar there. We'll be happy to answer any questions relating to podcasting. And uh, Gordon, do you want to have, do you want us, you know, welcome to the show? Any opening Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Gordon. I want to welcome everyone and thank you for your patience for, for waiting. I, I promise you it was a good wait. Um, you know, Scott, for, I know some of the folks they, on here, they know you, some of them don't. And um, maybe just very quickly, Scott, if you could maybe share with them a little bit about your background, just very quickly, uh, what you do, how you got into podcasting. Be delighted to. 2004 awesome. podcasting started in the fall. It was the first time anyone saw the word. And in the spring of 2005, I started podcasting. And I, to my shock and amazement, uh, I just published the 300th health podcast with my co-host Martin Patella last week. And I'm rolling very close to my 300th um, internet marketing podcast too. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I've been podcasting. I've been co-host, executive producer, or single host of over 40 podcasts. If you go to iTunes, put Scott Patton in, one T in Patton, you'll see they all pop up. And I've been teaching it for that same period of time. And about two years ago in the fall, uh, the people that make the Starbucks app asked me to come in and talk to their marketing department about um podcasting because they thought that it would be good for them to do some podcasting mm. and they got so excited that the chief marketing officer turned to me and said you need to do a video course on podcasting so I did and uh, it was the best thing I've ever done all of a sudden everybody I know is podcasting they're all excited about it and uh, and it works out really well so that's a little bit about me in the world of podcasting awesome thank you so much Scott uh, we got a question here from um, from who is this? Somebody, Jerry. Jerry he said, um, "What's the ideal time for a podcast? And often, what would you recommend?" I would recommend that you do it weekly, and that you decide to to release it at the same pretty much day and time every week. So, if you decide that one o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Mondays when you're going to do it, great. Now, the beauty is is that most podcast platforms and certainly mypodcastworld.com have a schedule or function. So you don't have to do your podcast at noon on Monday and then have it go live at one o'clock on Monday. You can do all of your, your whole months all at once and then you can schedule them throughout the month to appear whenever you want or you can just do it a few days in advance and have it come out when you want to come out. But uh, the consistency is really important because even though it's information on demand, they're not going to necessarily listen to it at one o'clock on uh, on Monday. They could listen to it two or three late, days later. They're going to be looking for it. And so if you're consistent on the same date and time, you, we're all creatures of habit. And what we want is we want our listeners to be in the habit of listening. So if they know one o'clock, and you don't even have to say this, like my weight loss in the mind, we always launched it uh, Monday morning or made it live Monday morning and then one week for some reason Wednesday like we didn't think about it was that we were always that consistent but we were and then 
on Tuesday, we had a whole pile of emails from our listeners saying, are you guys okay? There was no podcast on Monday. We were worried about you. <laughs> we didn't wow. even know. Like we never said every Monday at one o'clock, you'll hear wow. us, right? It was when it was. And when it wasn't, they were all like, ah. That's but amazing. When you, think, when you think about TV, when you think about radio shows, they're all on at the same time. At the same so time. You want to have that consistency. And it's so easy to do because all you have to do is do it three or four days in advance or do it once a month for the whole month and then just have it scheduled. The software looks after it and it's not a, you know, it's not a big deal. That's amazing. So Scott, you're saying you could actually pre-record some of your podcasts. Well, all, most all podcasts really are pre-recorded. They're not live. Okay. Cause you know, I had somebody ask me the other day, how, how do I do one podcast a day? Isn't that a lot of work? I consistently podcast every day. It can be a lot of work. It depends on, uh, really depends on whether you want to be CBC or BBC quality or if you're just going to record. Like, you know, you can get on, you can turn on the record button on Audacity, which is a free program on your computer, plug in your mic, talk for 10 minutes, upload that if you want. But I think you should do a little post-production and clean it up usually a little bit, put a little music at the beginning and the end. But after you've done something 10 or 15 times, it's pretty much burnt into your head and you know exactly how you're going to say what you're going to say the actual content like there's three parts right there's the beginning hi welcome to the show i'm scott he's gordon we're going to talk about this that and the other thing blah blah, blah. you know and then there's the end thank you very much for listening to the show i'm scott he's gordon see you next time appreciate you guys bye bye so you know you can write out those two little scripts and practice until it just becomes second nature right mm -hmm. the name of the show the subtitle of the show a little bit about what you're about, what they can expect. Um, I was just coaching one of my longtime podcasting clients, and I was telling him, you know, he went in through this whole long thing at the beginning, which was boring, to be quite honest, because it was all about him. It was, mm. you know, post, you know, share this on Facebook and post this on Twitter and do this here and do that there. It's like, well, dude, you're giving us too much uh -huh. work. And, and why should we listen? That was the first question you need to ask, answer, right? And so I said to him, I said, you know what? Whenever you watch TV, particularly the news, mm. they'll say, fire in New York, 3,000 people homeless, details after and whatever, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, oh man, now I gotta, I wanna know about that, I gotta listen. So I told him that and he says, oh, okay. All right, so we're gonna talk about millennials and, and, and leadership. But first, and then he went into his little bit of a spiel. So he gave everybody a reason to listen and then uh, and then well, told awesome. them the stuff that you want. So basically, you have a beginning, you have a middle, and you have an end. And you practice being very similar on the beginning and the end. And if you put a little bit of music under each bolt, each end so people know this is the start, this is the end, uh, then you can you really, once you get down to, you, particularly if you're a beginner speaker, there's lots of, ahs and ums and souls mm. because we're not used to silence mm. right? i just did a course with a speech coach and she was amazing because she used silence like a pro she'd be talking away and then she'd want this dramatic pause to come in and she would just stop mm. and i'm there like is she finished talking or not and then she'd continue and i realized that was the you know she was making that impact but when we're nervous, we're just starting mm. out. We're, we're scared of the mic. We're scared of the of the camera. We we 
we stutter and we do that we, we lose our thoughts we, all these things happen and so in the beginning there's lots of oh i got to take that part out and that part out and that part out but as you get better and as you listen to your recordings which is hard to do because we never think we sound good <laughs> we're very critical don't be critical but look listen for the ums and the ahs and the so's so is an amazing i, I, I like word. the souls yeah, you do. But, yeah, you think I'm calling you by your last name. That's every right. Time we call, have a like, so what, right? Yeah, that's right. Scott, I need, to, I need me to cut off. You cut you off, but you mentioned about one of your podcasts, well, Wellness and, and Mindset, I think. Yes. Um, well, are- I, know, I know often you don't want to talk about, um, you're too humble to talk about your success, but um, you were in Toronto. You did a presentation uh, training for one of our groups on online courses but you mentioned um that particular podcast correct me if i'm wrong it was like 200 or 300,000 subscribers or what did you have for that show after one year in the in the first year we had 375,000 subscribers and three quarters of a million downloads oh that's crazy so let me ask you this scott if somebody has a podcast so let's say if i'm an author speaker uh and i had that many downloads from iTunes, what could that do for my for my business? And the reason why I'm asking that is, you know, a lot of our clients, they're on Facebook, right, or on Instagram, or they're on YouTube. And I know people have a lot of time putting out YouTube videos. And unless you're Donald Trump and you're getting all this noise, right, um, some people are struggling to get 10 views, 20 views, 50 views, and then you hear somebody like yourself with um, three-quarter million downloads on iTunes. That's that's crazy, right? Yeah. So, so what would that do for someone's business uh, when you can get that many eyeballs or people listening? Well, there's a couple things it can do for for a business, and you it kind of reminds me of, uh, well, it's like this. I'm assuming you want to speak on stage, and I'm assuming okay. you know what stages you want to speak on. So you go to Gordon and you say, Gordon, I want to speak on your stage. And he says, Scott, you know, you're a nice guy, but really, dude, why would I have you on my stage? And I say, well, Gordon, your whole audience and your whole conference is on fitness and health and, and weight loss and that sort of thing. Right. He goes, yeah, well, my podcast has uh, 375,000 subscribers. So mm. when I tell them I'm going to be going and speaking somewhere, then the people that are within about 100 miles will probably come and uh, and hear mm-hmm. me speak. So now Gordon's going, oh, great. Scott's going to bring, might bring 100, might bring 200, might bring 300 mm-hmm. people to my venue, which holds, you know, two or three or 4,000 people, depending, or, you know, depending on what the situation is, right, mm-hmm. obviously. And because uh, I know that people from across the country will fly to hear people speak across the country, right? I mean, people, when you, who hasn't gone to some sort of event and someone said, where are you from? And, you know, someone says, well, you know, I'm from two miles down the road. And then somebody else says, I'm from Australia. It's like, what? Yeah, I just came to this because I wanted to see Gordon and I knew he was at this event. Oh, okay. So I think what it gives you is huge credibility. And that's what you really want more than uh, anything else, right? Because you can build off the reputation and the credibility. Wow, you, I've got this many people that are avid fans of my show. Then you can take that to anybody and say, and leverage it and just say, you know mm-hmm. what? I would like to write a book. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, the book publishers are all going to go, well, like you never heard of you, dude. You say, oh, I have 300,000 subscribers on my weight loss podcast. Great. Sign here. We'll do a book. Wow. And, you know, those sort of things happen all the time. That's actually because interesting. Scott, that's interesting. A friend of mine right here in Toronto, um, he actually wrote a book called The Best Laid Plans and went to every publisher you can imagine. He got turned down and he started a podcast of all things. And he just started reading one chapter at a time. To make a long story short, he's got, I think it's either his, I know he's wrote and published at least four books now. He's been picked up by a major uh, publisher. He's won like all kinds of awards. He's, his book's been uh, turned into a TV series on CBC. Absolutely nice. incredible. He's like, he's won the Stephen Leacock Award for humor, et cetera. And it all started because he got turned down by when he started podcasting. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Well, we should have him on the show. He would come on. He would absolutely come on. You, you know, you would actually love his books. I'll send you. Um, I'll send you the um, um, Terry Fowlis. His name is Terry Fowlis. You would love his books. Yeah, yeah. We should definitely should interview him. Get him on. He would come on. Get him on my podcast. Actually, I think he would. <laughs> Scott, I love what would to you hear stories like that? What would you say to um, um, if somebody's never podcasted before? started a podcast what would you say to them right now and they want to let's say they want to right what what are the benefits of why wouldn't i just blog let's say or why wouldn't i put a video on youtube i well one of the things i tell everybody is you should get rid of the word or okay should, should i put a video on youtube or should i write a blog or should i podcast or should i post on facebook and the answer is yes 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 you should do all of those things. And I'm a huge proponent of doing something like this. We do this blab, and then I take the video, I edit the video, I put it up on YouTube. I take the audio, I the audio is edited from editing the video, and there is a program that basically extracts the audio from the video, takes three minutes. So we're not talking about any arduous work on my part. And then I put it up on my podcast. The third thing, which I don't normally do, but you know, I think you should, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do in this case, uh, is find a really good transcriber, uh, either here or over in some place like the Philippines, get it transcribed, then have an editor wow. go through and take out the ums and the so's, okay. <laughs> which means it'll just be me talking, he'll be yep. gone. And, uh, and then you've got a blog post, so you can take snippets mm -hmm. of that if there's a really good quote, because yes. let's talk about the brain for a second. This is the right side, this is the left side. The left side is the one that goes one plus one is two. If you're an accountant or a bookkeeper, this is the side of your brain that you're using a lot. Okay. If you're a speaker and you're up in front of talking to people, this is the side that's creative that way and the verbal skills and blah, blah, blah. The problem is this side is where a lot of the memory is and this side there's not a lot of the memory. So when you're interviewing somebody and talking, the chances are 10 minutes after you're finished, you will not recall a thing you said. Mm. That is normal. That's because you're accessing that part of your mind that's creative, that's flowing, that actually con connects to that part of his mind. And so you have this conversation. But just watch when you do something where you're talking and explaining and then somebody says, wow, it's brilliant. What did you say? And you go, no clue. I don't know. And that <laughs> happened at our reverse marketing thing yes. with Dwayne, remember? Yes. He said something and I just, I didn't think 
Like yes. there was no thinking involved. It just blooped out and he went, wow, right? So of course now what he does is he has a little recorder before he asks any question, he makes sure he's ready to push forward because nobody remembers what's said because we're using the right hand side of yes. the brain. So yeah. when you do the transcription, what that means is when you read through, you go, oh, Gordon said something really smart here. Mm. Pull that out, take a picture of Gordon, stick the text on the side. Now you've got a um, social media meme that could be shared thousands and thousands of times. Well, that's amazing. So you're saying you could repurpose a, a podcast into um, snippets for, for Twitter, for, for blogs, et cetera. Let me ask you this, Scott. Somebody also said to me, if you, I'll give an example, uh, Randy Goodman, who's the founder of the Toronto Women's Expo, mm -hmm. um, has been working with you a lot, and she has a podcast called the Empowerment Radio Show. Um, yes. It's kind of neat, because I remember when Randy started, like what you said, if you listen to her first episode, and you listen to her 100th episode now, I think she said 115 or 116. I mean, it's day and night, right? The ums, yes. the ahs, the nervousness, and now she sounds like, and if you listen to her hundredth now, and you listen to her three hundredth, it'll be the same. It'll Interesting. Be like, wow. Interesting. Because we grow and we grow and we grow when we do this work. Yes. Well, what I was going to ask you is all these stories. She's been interviewing all kinds of entrepreneurs, all kinds of them, um, and you know some of their challenges, some of their successes. What what could you do with some of those stories? I heard some people say you could actually take your 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 interviews and turn them into um, and turn them into a book. Would you recommend something like that? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Kindle is really hot, and and you can have print on demand books. I think you know, turning your podcast into a book is an excellent idea. In mm -hmm. fact, I just did a course with Daniel Hall on how to I do saw that, that. <laughs> and we went through that whole process, and it's just like. Yeah, like if you plan out 10 chapters in your book and that's 10 audio talks and then you get it edited and then or transcribed and then edited and then somebody puts it up on Kindle and somebody else formats it for print on demand, away you go. And the only concern is making sure that you're totally upfront with your guests. Yes. Right? So, yes. you know, I'm going to be recording you, Gordon. We're going to talk about these. These are the topics I want to talk about. Uh, I sent you an email telling you that I will give you a copy and you can use it however you want and I'm going to use it however I want. So if you, you know, and, and you don't have to tell them, you can even say, you know, I'm thinking about doing a book and I'm going to take this and, and have it in my book. So you're going to get some free publicity that way, right? Yes. You know, and so. Uh, that's incredible because that's, that's such a cost effective way to actually become a published author. Um, Scott, mm -hmm. I was in. Um, um, Chicago a few weeks ago doing an event um, and a training down there teaching people how to speak and sell from stage. And what really shocked me was one of our participants in the event, she, she was telling me she had spent $30,000, like $30,000 just to learn how to write and publish a book. I mean, my, wow. I almost dropped. Like I felt so bad for this young lady who had spent 30 grand learning how to write and publish a book. I mean, that's, that's a down payment on a house. Right. And whereas so there's so many different ways you could do it. And one of your strategies, I remember you sharing it in Toronto. That's why you know, wanted you to talk about it. And that is you can podcast, obviously get permission from the person you're interviewing, get it transcribed, get it. Edited. And it's so easy, like you said, um, to go and sell, publish it, make it a one bestseller on Amazon. Or now there's so many little, so many places like Create Space 
or local printers where you can actually print your book on on demand and you've got a nice business card you can use anywhere you go. So, That's right. That's right. You know, it all works together, right? If you've yes. got a successful podcast, if you've got courses on Udemy, if you have a book, uh, if you have a presentation that's really amazing from the stage, then you have all the tools that you need. And then you have a product that you sell in the back end. You have all the tools you need to to be successful in whatever your area is, If you're particularly if you're teaching people something. Got it. Got it. Scott, I just noticed um, Jerry has a question here. Do you have any tips for naming a blog? So, Jerry, do you want to pop on and uh, let's talk about it? Because that's like pretty vague question. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have a tip. I have, my tip is get on a blab with Gordon and Scott and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you're still there or not. It depends on what your topic is. And then it also depends on what your audience is looking for. So your topic could be totally different than what your audience is looking for. They may not know that they need your thing. Yes. And here he comes. Ladies and gentlemen, please uh, give a warm welcome to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, how you doing? Hey. How's it going? How you doing today, guys? Doing yeah. great. So no, I uh, definitely appreciate the time. So that's where it's, again, the, 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 the stickiness of all the tools and everything getting out there, just taking that first step to get started. And that's where, again, uh, listening to a few experts in the space saying, you know, being mindful of a few tips or things that could be an issue for you as you start off on this venture. And that's where, again, just the negative self, self-doubt, oh, I need to get it perfect the first time. So that's where, again, in my head, it's, yeah, how bold do I want to be? Again, if I want to shift my business, I'm still trying to refine my message and and what I yes. exactly you, you want know, to do. Your message never ends. The refining never ends. Mm. You'll constantly be refining your message because you're going to grow. You're going to change. Your message is going to grow and it's going to change. <laughs> and uh, the, yeah, so I mean, in the beginning, you want to have a good message and, and a good, you know, what your USP and what you're about and everything for sure. But, you know, there comes a point where you just say, this is, you know, I passed it by Scott. I passed it by Gordon. They gave me some suggestions. It's okay. It looks good. I, I like it. So go with it as opposed to perfection, right? Which mm. is impossible to, to achieve. Yeah. Um, the thing with the blog is you can, aside from the domain name of the blog, you can, which you could change by just canceling it and getting another one. Uh, nothing when it comes to naming your blog is permanent, okay? What may happen is you may name it, want to name it something else, and your audience doesn't go along with you. You can change the name if you want, Jerry, but we yep. still call it blah, 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 right? And it just evol- <laughs> evolves over time, right? Yeah. Jerry, what so, do you mind, in 30 seconds, what do you do? What's your background? What do you do? Oh, I'm a CPA, CMA, so full-time job I had uh, up the financial reporting for a public company on the side. I have a coaching business. I launched okay. Career Leadership University. So millennial leadership, as you nice. discussed, is something ethical superhero creation is the type of the space I'm trying to uh, carve out for myself. There's actually another CPA CMA on here as well, Dwayne Richards. I don't know if you'll get a chance to hop on. But uh, do you have a yes. podcast now? Like, do you have? Are you thinking of a podcast? No, and that's one of my earlier questions as far as time. Where again, YouTube, most people are viewing for a few minutes, and again, 
knowing that if it's okay, stop for a second, stop for a second, because that's a great point right there. You just made the number one point for why you should have a podcast because YouTube, mm-hmm. when you're on YouTube, you're being distracted by things popping up yes. from your, you know, Facebook. You're also the, whatever's on the side there, other videos, whatever's going on a lot, not, not even going to say most, but a lot of the consumption of the podcast comes from people doing something else already. In other words, they're going to be listening to you while they're driving to work. They're going to be listening to you while they're walking the dog. They're going to be listening to you while they're working out in the gym. They're going to be working with you, listening to you when they're dusting or doing the laundry or not mowing the lawn. That's a little bit too loud. But, you know, basically that's the nice thing about audio podcasts is it's the only thing that is not demanding 100% of your audience attention. So you can take, you, you do the video. Like if you, if you were to say, Scott, what's the perfect process for me creating content? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say do a Google Hangout, record it, download it. If you want to edit it, edit in YouTube, take the audio, put it through some, you know, find some program that extracts it. I forget what the name of the one I, I mean, this, I don't want to get into the details, but you'd extract it, put it up as your podcast, send it off to the Philippines for someone to transcribe it, work with that transcriber so that they start removing stuff that you don't want, like ums and things, and put it up on your blog. And then take some of the gems that are in there and tweet them out, some other gems, make them into a, a status update, put them on, you know, have a Facebook group. In the Facebook group, you post a link to your your YouTube video, to your podcast, to your blog post. Mm. And, you know, there you, you know, and there, you want to drive all the traffic to all the places, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't know if someone's going to find you on Facebook, be one of your friends on Facebook or a friend of a friend on Facebook, and then they go to your YouTube. And then right. in the YouTube description, it's see us on Facebook. Here's our podcast. Here's our Twitter all those sort of things. And the beauty of it is, just as an aside, because, wow, that's a lot of work, YouTube has a template default thing. So you can take a whole bunch of text and stick it in. So you never have to type in your Twitter handle and your podcast URL all that, more than once. You just do it once, and it sticks it automatically into YouTube. Mm-hmm. In my podcast world, we have a thing called snippets, same thing. You just put all this content in, and then when you go to do your live episode you just click snippets at the bottom and if you have more than one you pick the one you want and it automatically populates now you don't want to have that as your only content but that's the basic stuff you want in every show and it doesn't matter if it's on youtube or a podcast or even in your blog you know usually on the blog you'll see it on the side as opposed to as part of the post and and then it's just one or two lines or a couple paragraphs you know today jerry and gordon were talking about na 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 and you're done Right, a nice title, and and away you go. So, uh, and then you can get more involved if you want. Right, you can get graphic artists putting a picture of you and Jared, you and Gordon. I mean, you know, doing something or whatever. Like, but that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about the, like the bare bones. So, yes. once you have it set up, it can be very quick and very easy. And 10, 15 minutes is lots for a YouTube video and a podcast. It's amazing. Amazing. So, you know, I, I want to welcome the folks who just joined us. Uh, again, it's well, thanks, uh, guys. I'll, I'll jump off. Thank, thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Okay. Let uh, us know how you do. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks, Jerry. So, I just want to again uh, welcome everyone on here. You got Scott Patton and myself, Gordon So, who's your uh, co-host for our first My Podcast World. 
uh, blab. And it's interesting because, Scott, I think this is the second blab. This could be the second or third blab yeah, on the mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm forcing you against your will to be yeah. out there. And talk about, you know, coming outside of your comfort zone. Um, I'm usually the person behind the scenes, so I don't really like to be seen. So even, um, you know, you're such on, a liar, <laughs> being you, on here, right? I try and give a course on reverse marketing in Toronto and every th- 10 minutes, Gordon's <laughs> pushing me off the stage. No, 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 wait, Scott, I want to talk about this. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Well, reverse marketing, we'll talk about that another day, folks. If you guys don't know Scott, Scott, uh, in my opinion, um, is the godfather of podcasting and also teaching clients how to um, how to make money online. And if you haven't had a chance to meet Scott, you know, reach out to him afterwards because Scott, you've um, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. I know in the last two months you've been in Belize, you've been in Panama, you've been in Colombia, you've been in Hawaii, you've been in Maui. I don't know if I missed any other places, but that to me is the. They were true, a little longer than two months ago, but anyway. That to me is the true <laughs> lifestyle of. Uh, of an internet marketer, right? Because there's a lot of people who talk about driving traffic, getting leads, and making money online. I know you know you said it's more than two months ago, but you were gone for how many months? Well, ten weeks. Ten weeks, right? That's a long time. Yeah. Right. And I'm jealous because I remember doing Skype calls with you, and you're sitting, you're either on a beach or you're somewhere in, in South America, and you're still. Well, I'm always houses. mean to you, Gordon, because <laughs> I made sure whenever we did a Skype call, I had a beautiful backdrop that I could show off. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, Barbara so, just said, um, answer to Tim's, Jerry's question earlier is, if you're going to blog, your name should be meaningful uh, to what you're doing, which is um, which is true. Yes. Scott, yes. do you have another question? You are. In- I, know, I was just going to say hi to Tim. Tim's in Queensland, Australia. Good to see you, Tim. Oh. And, he, and he talked about preparing show notes, the most time consuming. Uh, yeah, you want to avoid writing a novel, Tim, if you can. And what I like doing is, what I said is I have a default in YouTube and I have a default in a snippet in my podcast world. And that's where the majority of the text goes in. And then I just spend, you know, five minutes putting about two paragraphs of content that, that isn't really what's in it as opposed to a teaser of what they're going to get from listening to it. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's my advice on that. Very nice. Um, Let's see, Scott, I was just going to mention about my podcast world uh, just very, very quickly. Sure. I know um, you know my business partner, Randy Goodman, who is um, the founder of the Toronto Women's Expo. She has her show called The Empowerment Radio Show. And um, I didn't follow it too much in terms of um, the logistics, but Randy was telling me a while back that her hosting was about $10 a month. So I always thought, of, you know, we're paying $10 a month for hosting. And we probably were at one point, but as our usage and our bandwidth went up, uh, one day Randy said, "Well, we're paying eighty dollars a month for our for our, our hosting for for a podcast." I thought, "Wait a minute, wasn't it ten dollars a month?" She says, "It was ten dollars a month. Now it's eighty dollars a month." And by the way, we're up here in Canada, so eighty dollars U.S. is like about a million dollars to us, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, needless to say, when I found out that my podcast world uh, has a has a package where it's under $100, like $99, and you get unlimited hosting for a year. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because uh, I had some people say to me, well, wouldn't the quality of the service be terrible if it's only $99 a year? Well, it would be if Scott was delivering the service. Scott's not 
fortunately, Amazon is. And I think oh. uh, the reason that we use Amazon was we figured they're a multi-billion dollar a year company. Uh, they're totally online and dependent upon their internet connection. So if there was anybody in the world, and at that time, by the way, because this was 2009, there was no Google Drive. I don't think Dropbox was really around. Uh, Amazon Drive didn't exist. So there wasn't like I had a lot of alternatives. But mm. if you had to depend on somebody, you know, who is it going to be? Well, it's not Microsoft, I'm sorry. Apple, perhaps, Google, perhaps, Amazon, perhaps, eBay, perhaps, and then it kind of drops off. So um, when I realized that I could have the podcast episodes hosted on Amazon, and Amazon would do a really interesting thing. Let's suppose, for example, that you're in New York, and you have a large following in Australia. Now, just think. It's on a server in New York or somewhere nearby in New York because that's where you are, and it's got to go all the way to Australia. So these files are, you know, three, four, five, six, ten, twenty big megabytes, and that's a lot. That's a lot, right? And it's a lot of bandwidth. What Amazon does is they say, "Oh, there's a lot of people listening down here, down under." Sorry, Tim. <laughs> Maybe I should point up there, and they're going to take the file and they're going to stick it in their server in Australia. So now you get it faster, quicker, easier, better quality, all the rest of it. And it's like, mm. I wouldn't even have thought of that. So these guys, they look after the bandwidth, they look after the storage, they look after the delivery of your precious podcasts. I don't have to be concerned about it at all. And that's what I was looking for because the Got reason it. that I did my podcast world was because I was on another service and unfortunately, they were dreadfully slow, mm. and I had no idea. And then they'd be fast, and then they'd be slow, and then they'd be fast, then they'd be slow. And I decided that they just had servers in their basement, and when the server filled up and everything slowed down, they waited till they had enough money to buy another server, added it on, and away they went. I don't know how this stuff works. Don't want to know how this stuff works. I just want it to work. So mm. I found, you know, for the last eight years, seven, six, seven years, whatever it's been, uh, it's been no no one has ever said, oh, Scott, I uploaded this and everyone's telling me they can't download it. No, it's it's worked uh, nice and smooth. And I separated the delivery of the podcast from the management of the podcast. Because nice. in my mind, that was the, this problem. That's amazing. You know, Scott, I know, um, you know, Empowerment Radio Show, we're at over 100 episodes. So I was, I got to gotta admit, I was a little bit skeptical myself. So about two weeks ago we put together a new wordpress installation and i wanted to make sure that we could actually um, take our podcast and put it on this new um, uh, website mm -hmm. and it worked worked like a charm <laughs> oh good right the audio player was amazing the the show was amazing and and i i can't recommend it um I can honestly recommend it, right? Why pay a thousand dollars a year for hosting when you can do it for hundred dollars to get your message out there? I'm right. looking at a, we got a couple, couple questions. questions. Yes. So the first one was: Is there an ideal length of a podcast? And I would say twenty minutes. And okay. I would say twenty minutes for two reasons, neither of which are necessarily true. In fact, people argue with me about them all the time. <laughs> so take this for what it's worth. The first one was. In 2006, someone like AOL did a study. It wasn't AOL, but someone like them. 
and they discovered that people on computers were interrupted every 20 minutes. Now, I would suggest 10 years later, it's every 30 seconds, not every 20 minutes. But at that point, my argument was you're going to be listening to this on your computer, probably, unless you'd burn it onto a CD, put it on a CD player, because really the iPods were in the infancy and all the stuff we have now we didn't have then. And so if you're on a computer listening, the chances are that they were going to get interrupted in 20 minutes. So, you know, make it 20 minutes. Then what I discovered was uh, the average commute in North America is 20 minutes. So it's like, oh, okay, so just do it so that they can listen to the whole show by the time they get to work. And of course, then it was my commute's an hour and a half. <laughs> so, you know, depends where you are and where your audience is. And then the mm. third thing, if I can remember it, was um, TED Talks. Mm. Guess how long you're supposed to talk on a TED Talk? 18 minutes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so close enough to 20. So that's that if you were looking for ideal, that's what I would say, you know, and really the actual ideal would be as long as you can keep your audience engrossed in what it is that you have to say while respecting the fact that they have a life and they can't be on for 24 hours. So, yeah. And you can say, you know, people can take a podcast anywhere, right? They're driving, they're going for a run. Scott, yeah. my, um, you know, my, one of my daughters just finished uh, university and I was asking her, what do you listen to? when you drive to work and really I what I was looking for was I was really curious like what type of music she was listening to on the radio and she surprised me and said dad I'm actually listening to a podcast a podcast nice. when I'm driving to work so I thought whoa you know my ego went up I thought maybe she was listening to my podcast right <laughs> so well, no dad, I'm, listen I'm listening to the Gilmore guys so <laughs> for you know for the ladies who are on um, on our blab today or you know, having having two girls and my wife um, here, I I play every episode of the Gilmore Girls. If you can relate to that, so I said to my daughter, "Don't you mean the Gilmore Girls?" She says, "No, Dad, I mean the Gilmore guys." And sure <laughs> enough, two guys have started a podcast called the Gilmore Guys, and they're it's just a review, like their take on the Gilmore Girls, and their podcast has taken on such an incredible life of its own. They've now been um, having live shows like the Gilmore Guys shows all across the U.S. Sure, you get and, booked, and they get booked. Like they're actually booking out all their events. Isn't that incredible? That That's you could actually take a podcast, create raving fans, and then actually monetize it. And uh, yeah. if you're time. a comedian, they won't put you in yuck yucks unless you have a podcast. Really, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, wow. they'll say, "What's your podcast? We want to listen to a few of your shows, see if you're funny." And wow. if they don't have one, they say. Oh, Come back when you do. Oh. There was one more question. Do you think Blab can serve a dual purpose podcast and video content? Absolutely. Mm. You uh, you may want to tighten it up a little bit depending on um, depending depending on your audience and depending on how you uh, how you you know what you want to do, your own personal preferences, right? Mm. Like I don't really have a problem at all. This is a live show. I'm going to put a little intro at the beginning. I'm going to put some music. I'm going to put a music at the end, and I'm going to take the audio out of this video, and I'm going to pop it up on my podcast. And, you know, I think that's fine. Other people are going, no, 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 we should cut out Jerry, and we should do this, and we should move stuff around. And it's like I don't have enough time in the day as it is. So, uh, but I think that's the perfect thing to do 
get on a Blab or get on a Google Hangout. You've got your video done and then extract the audio. Now you've got two of the three. You just need to transcribe it. And you've got, or you could even, yeah, I don't want to get into the technical stuff. There are other ways you could do it, but they're not usually as good as getting a transcriber. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Scott, um, I know we mentioned to some of the folks um, that were hopping on through some of our communication that um, you may have um, a couple of courses, like podcasting courses, that you could um, hope I'm not getting you in getting into trouble here right i think no, you said i'm glad you reminded me because i forgot yeah you're gonna give it a give away a couple of your courses for free is that true yes i'm i'm gonna give yep. first of all if you don't know how to podcast i'm gonna give you a course that's gonna show you how to podcast secondly yeah. i just launched today a course with uh, daniel hall who is the real fast guy it's how to do something real fast he's just mm. a great branding and i've known daniel for probably well, I've been associated, I don't, like I personally know him probably six or seven years and I've been in, interacting with him for 10. And um, he originally, didn't not originally, but my original connection with him was give speeches as you cruise the world mm -hmm. or cruise the world free by talking. And I thought, oh, I would really like to do that, really like to do that. And then I went on a couple cruises, saw the speakers and thought, they're not really that good. I could be better. But do I really want to do that as opposed to just enjoy the cruise? And even though they're only on for a couple hours a day. Hmm. And so I moved on to other things. But originally that was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to be. Well, plus it was six months at sea. And I decided after a few weeks on a, on a cruise ship, I was that was enough. I wanted to get off. So, uh, But, you know, the thing is, is you try stuff and you learn and then you decide yes or no, right? If I hadn't gone through that process, I might still be thinking I wanted to spend six months at sea and, you know, resenting the fact that I hadn't. Now I'm quite at peace with spending more time on land. Yeah. But I'll get you those links. I'll put them in the live chat for everybody. Yes. Tim, is Tim still there? He's got, his notes are usually a thousand words or more. A show note, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Tim, are you on? And, in Australia, can you are you able to hop on to um, one of the seats at all? Come on, Tim. Yeah, here he comes. My good friend, Tim Cooper. We got room for one more seat, too, if somebody wants to hop on. Hello, Tim. Hey, good to see you again, Tim. Hey, Scott. Sorry, mate. I'm sorry I've been a stranger, but as we just saying in our, uh, in our Facebook chat i've been uh, i've been snowed under it's been incredible it's been an incredible can't be snowed under in australia <laughs> you cannot use that in australia <laughs> yeah i've been under wow. i've been under the pump man i've been under the pump welcome tim tim what do you what do you do would you mind just sharing with um with maybe some of the folks here 30 second quick your background what you do I suppose the quicker thing is be what I don't do, but ultimately I uh, I've got a, a site called eCourseDomination.com where I run a podcast about teaching would-be online instructors all the ins and outs on what's required to create, promote, market, publish their online course. That's wow, that's, that's one of my that's one 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 of my thirty minutes uh, thirty seconds people's. Awesome. How long have you been doing that? The eCourse Domination site's been going now for about uh, just over 12 months, about 14, 14, 15 months. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Wow. And you get people fit too, right? 
Yeah, well, this is like I've 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 got a, a background in in health. I've, um, I'm not so much a, I'm not not so much a, a personal. Um, when we talk about being a sports trainer, it's it's more about getting athletes ready. We're ath- we're athletic support, so we and that's not the athlete support that, um, but it's it's getting them ready for for competitions. So that's the, the massage, it's the, it's the strapping and taping, it's it's the injury management and that sort of stuff. And I worked in elite sport, I worked for the Australian uh, international rules team when, uh, a while back, and I've, I've spent about 10 years in elite sport. Okay, looking after the international sport. rules, is this baseball, uh, uh, hockey, it's, tennis? It's a, uh, Rugby. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a hybrid version. Like in in Australia, like our, our probably our most uh, popular game is a game called Australian Rules Football or AFL. And uh, then there's there's in, in Ireland they've got their Gaelic football, which is which is very similar because we think that somewhere along the way the Irish might have had a little bit of influence over yeah. AFL when it was first. So anyway, so so every every two or three years they come together and they do this hybrid version of Gaelic football and AFL and they call it international rules. So it's basically Australia versus Ireland. Yeah. Well, that's oh, interesting. nice, interesting. And of course, Australia wins. They get the, they get pumped all the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's wow. a round ball. See, 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 see the, uh, know, the round ball. Of the, yeah, there was the Australians play Irish, with the they cheat. Wow. And uh, man, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, round a round ball where we play with one with you no know, two pointy ends. So. Wow. Tim, Tim and Gordon, I'm going to share a story with you about Australia, and I'm going to share a, a podcasting story. You know, my my son is actually, um, you know, grew up here in Canada, and uh, a few years ago, so I was born in Hong Kong, but moved here very young to, to you know to, to Toronto. So my 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 kids were born here. My son is now living and working in Hong Kong. Right. So mm-hmm. he wanted to he wanted to play for um, the Hong Kong national lacrosse team. But they wouldn't let him because he didn't have the proper ID. Right? I guess you have to live there for a certain amount of time right. to, to get a proper ID card. So guess what? He ended up playing for Team Australia. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, being in his mid-20s, um, you know what it's like, you know, your kids, they love you, they like you, they trust you, and they just don't want to listen to you. Can anyone relate to that with their kids? <laughs> so I was talking to him one day, kind of like a story about my daughter. I was asking him, um, we were just talking a few, few things, and he told me, Dad, I'm listening to a podcast. So again, the same thing. My ego got so big. I thought, here's my kid listening to our podcast, the Empowerment Radio Show. So I asked him what he was listening to, and he said, I listened to two people. One is Brian Tracy, The Psychology of Selling, and Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek. So it's incredible, right, that the younger generation, mm. they're embracing uh, podcasts in, mm. in such a huge way. So, Scott, how, and you and Tim, how would you recommend the folks that are on here right now, how do, is podcasting a good way to reach that generation that the 20s to kids that are between 20 30 is that a big market could, could podcasting su- be the solution for reaching them i, I suppose it, it it depends on your on your content mm-hmm. um i i'm not really sure about the that's that's pretty bad coming from somebody who studies marketing to say they're not really sure about the demographics for their for the podcast but i i suppose the uh I've got I've got two podcasts. I've got the the online course coaching podcast, and I suppose really the the 
it's just designed to people who want to create courses and i think that's probably an older not an old old but they're probably people from their their mid-20s up to their you know, 60s or, or whatever the other the other podcast that i that i create is a is a marketing podcast for massage therapists teaching them how to market their massage business massage and okay yeah I can, so, use, I can use the massage right now um so once again the demographic there is is primarily uh female in mm. like sort of their mid mid 20s up to probably like even like to like that, that demographic's like, like mid 20s to to 40s i, I know dem demographic quite well because I, I follow my facebook ads and everything else mm. but i do i my son he's he's 20 um does my does my head in i don't think he's found podcasts he just does boom boom music mm. i think i think it really depends on, on 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 your content and your message and and basically your personality and whether and, and whether people whether people that generation actually connect with you or not mm. truly i think that's a that's a key and if you're in the areas where they're in normally like mm. let's say there's a facebook group that you're in or whatsapp or what you know then it's easy for you to say, oh, I just finished uh, uploading a show to my latest podcast. Here's a link. Go listen to it. And if mm -hmm. they listen, great. And uh, we have somebody who wants to join us. So here he comes. It's Gary. Hi, Gary. Here hey, is. Gary. Welcome to the show. Hey, Gary. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I have to be honest, we're just cruising. It's our first time on Blab. Okay, welcome, welcome. We're, we're sort of like doing a test thing to see if it works, and it's working. It's amazing. Gary, wh yes. wh where, are you, where are you from? Where are you from? Toronto, Canada. How are you? Hey, welcome. I'm in Toronto right now, too. How are you? I'm right here in Toronto. Yes. I'm in Canada, and he's in Australia. Down under. So we're doing international then. So you yeah, guys could actually get together and have coffee in person, but I couldn't, see. Yeah, Gary, what do you do? What do you do? I am a lawyer in Toronto. Okay, because I was going to say, guys? your name sounds familiar. Well. Right? And you've written articles, have you not, in the Star? I have. Gary Wise? Yes? Yeah. Yes? I used I to be... Go ahead. I used to be with Remax. Okay. So, I hope I haven't sued anybody in here. No, no. Now, you've written, you've written a book, have you not? No, no, but I, I think my uh, flagship is Wise Law Blog. There you go. So, yes, yes. Okay. So, which was actually one of the early law blogs in Canada. So we've been around for almost 12 years now, 11, 11 plus years. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm a dinosaur. I'm a blogging dinosaur. Awesome. Well, you you're, you've got Scott Patton here on, on the top left. You know, Scott is a fellow Canadian as well. And Scott's become a really good friend. Uh, Gary needs to be one of my mentors, if you go back to, you know, 2005, 2005, Scott, yeah. 2005, 2009. So Gary, let's say the real estate industry, that's my background right here in Toronto is the real estate mortgage industry. Right. And, you know, you get people talk a lot about um, things and sometimes you can see through whether they're, t they're, they're real, they're, they're not real. You know, Scott in the, in the mid 2005, 2009, the internet marketing company he was with. And again, I hope you don't mind me saying the numbers uh and i hope nobody hears nobody here on the calls with the irs or revenue canada right no, i'm just doesn't, kidding doesn't matter but that 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 company the company scott was with they were doing about 28 million dollars in annual sales incredible right 
Nothing to sneeze at. So when it comes to internet marketing, when it comes to online courses, when it comes to, um, you know, copywriting or podcasting, Scott is definitely the, um, the godfather of podcasting. So being a real estate lawyer, you're already probably, um, you're podcasting in a way, you're writing, you're blogging. So yeah, I guess one of the interesting questions is whether forums um, and platforms like Blab are going to become the new podcast central. Um, Great question. You know, the, uh, what, what, I, what I've learned recently is that video is so powerful as a social media tool, as a marketing tool, um, to the extent that searches on YouTube are actually now outnumbering um, searches on Google's main search engine. So people are looking for video and the, the marketing people who I'm most familiar with are constantly hammering that home. And my firm is actually about to participate in a, in a, a blab tomorrow, which is why I'm sort of wandering around trying to fill out mm-hmm. the platform a little bit. It'll be our first time on here, but I, I think it's the future. And I mean, listen, here we are, we're total strangers, but we're meeting and we're becoming friends and we're making contact and, and sort of it's a human touch that, that as much as I love writing, and I've been doing yes. it for a long time. There's, this is contact. This, this is real connection. And it's, it's. Well, your writing is a real connection, too. It's just a different yeah. form of it. And as I said before you came on, I think we need to remove the or from our language when it comes to these types of discussions. I think it's really important that you do a blab and you get it onto YouTube or maybe do a Google Hangout on YouTube. And then you take the audio from that and you take the best parts of the audio and you make it into a podcast. And then you take that, send it to a transcriber and you get the text. And then you work through, you know, in your case, I would say, you know, read through it and just make your own changes. So it's a little bit more of your writing style, which is different than your speaking style. And then you've got, you've got the video, you've got the audio, you've got the blog, because some people still like to read. And also you may want to write a book and you may decide that, this post, this post, this post, this post, this post, this post, and this post make up the majority in the backbone of your book, and then you just expand on those posts, and you've got your book. Um, and the other thing too is podcasting is the audio podcasting, the radio is the only thing that doesn't require one hundred percent of your attention. So you can be listening to me and Gordon talking about internet marketing or books or whatever we're talking about. Uh, and you can be reading or, or working away on your computer or writing whatever you're writing or talking to, you can't talk to somebody, but you could be cleaning up your office, you could be driving to your car, you could be doing all sorts of things. So when you think of the number of people who commute to and from work and how many hours a week they spend there, then you'd be crazy to expect them to be watching you on YouTube. Great. You would hope I'll, I'll, they're, like, they're if not. I can make two points on that. I, I couldn't, couldn't agree more with you, I think that utilizing whatever content you do on a cross-platform basis is, I, I think the, yeah. that, that that's the new formula I'm trying to sort out right now. Mm. Um, you know, yes, you do your video or your podcast, and then you wanna publicize that on Twitter and on Facebook and Google Plus and wherever else, Pinterest, wherever else you happen to be. And the way that you do that and, and the um, regularity with which you do that can make a, a huge, huge impact because suddenly you have a little bit of content and it's everywhere. Mm. And so I, I think yes. that that's, that's very much something that we're trying to explore now 
um, a wise law. The other thing, just anecdotally, um, the 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 um, one of the issues with podcasts. And it's funny. I'm a, I'm a Canadian, so you're going to forgive me for having a weakness for hockey-related content. But uh, we it was it was a big weekend for hockey news in Toronto. Yes, and finally, right? We're very used to finish last. Vancouver. Let me tell you. Was listening to some, my encounter was a technical uh, one. One speaker was really loud. The next speaker you could barely hear. So mm-hmm. I was trying to turn up so I could hear everyone. Yeah. Significant other was was trying to fall That's asleep, a- so that wasn't working. So just mm-hmm. I, I think we, we right now we're having fun with all of these platforms, but I think that um, we have to get a little a little better at the technical side of things. Just so yes. the viewers and users find it easier to work with and to listen to. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen because they're going to get a lot of that same comment. Oh, I was listening. One was too high. One was, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. And then they'll they'll work on, on mm-hmm. fixing that. And the technology also is improving as well. Yes. Yeah. I know that they've actually... Uh, They've actually partnered with with some some company, some podcasting company. I'm, I'm sure that that's what they're going to be looking at is is, is audio quality and, and that sort of stuff. But I, I forget the actual company name. This that that partnership happened quite some months ago. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, even I know myself because I've got my computer. Like I I want to set my mic because I don't have a mixer, so it's a USB mm. mic. So I've got to go into my settings, and I actually you know take my settings down to about sixty seven percent. And then my computer decides that it's going to auto balance, and it, then all of a sudden it takes my mic up and huh. it starts to yeah. last. So, um, so next thing on my list is actually getting a proper mic with a mixer and I have more control. But I think those 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 are problems that they're not on the outside of this platform. Is that on the on the actual Windows platform where things are um, the the balancing of the mic? Get a Mac. Yeah, I keep Get on a Mac. keep on hearing it. Keep on hearing it. <laughs> I guess. These are these are these are these are all first world problems, though, right? I mean, it's we we've seen it with the internet at, at every stage of its evolution and development. It's mm. very very crude when it starts, but uh, you know we've been trying to figure out um, a way to do video casts um, with myself and three other people who are very hard to get together in one room, mm. and there were no mm. solutions, no solutions, and suddenly there's blab. And we, we can do it from the comfort of everywhere except our own cars. Yep, um, yep. And, you know, yes. so now we have big, we have sort of fine tuning that needs to be done on all the platform. It's not a bad place to be. Well, technology keeps on no. changing and evolving, as we know, right? So whether it's Periscope Sorry, or Google I, I Hangouts. I need, to, or I need to depart, you guys, but it's been yep. nice chatting. Awesome. Very nice to meet you. Nice meeting you, Gary. Bye bye. And the other thing I noticed too, Scott, that is that uh, I noticed the other day that you can actually have a, an unlisted blab, and this is something that took me by surprise because I know back because ah. I've been on blab for about two hundred and sixty-three days. I was a, an early adopter when it was back on this bleeding edge, and um, they and I sent them a I sent them an email because we're talking about how to use blab as an online instructor mm. and in, inviting your, your students along for for live for live coaching and everything else. And uh, I contacted Blab and said, "Is are you ever going to be able to have a private Blab?" And they said, "No, no, Blab is Blab is what it is, and there's plenty of other platforms out there that offer that." And so we'll never, we'll never ever offer. I've also got the email. I'll have to post it. And then the other day, I'm there and it says, "Do you want this public or unless I'm going, mm. do I want what?" 
and then I, and, wow. and then then I saw that you, I, I, I think that's only for you, Tim. I've never yeah. noticed that. Haven't you? So there you go. So you <laughs> send him an email. Only at Tim Cooper wow. Edu. That's it. Anyone else? Public. So I, I always thought. It, well, just, yeah, I always thought all the blabs were um, public. So you're saying you could actually make your blab uh, private. When you when you go yeah. in to create when when when, when it says start start blab. Now it comes in and says, do you want this public or unlisted? And the other interesting thing that I've got now is I've got the ability to screen share, which was never around. So I heard that was coming. Yeah, so I've, I've actually got, I don't know how to use it, but I've got this little thing in my Chrome, a Chrome extension called my Blab screen sharing extension under Chrome. I don't know how to use it. I'd install it yesterday, which makes it very, very interesting now as a, as a teaching and presentation tool. Mm. After I've just gone out and spend about four hundred bucks on, on on webinar jam, but then again, with, when we're talking about webinars, you are still gathering email addresses. Whereas under Blab, you don't have that facility to to gather email addresses. But now you can go private and you can share your screen and you can drop videos in as well. I like can actually play YouTube videos inside a Blab session as well, which is pretty cool. Wow. Well, I just discovered something because you were just talking about discovering something, and over here on my screen is a button that says share last 30 wow. seconds. Yeah. So Tim, I just shared you talking about this to Twitter and Facebook. Wait a minute, wait a minute, like what did you see that? I'm gonna be famous, okay, thanks Scott. I think I can only see right there think, too. Yes. Yeah, share last 30 seconds. Welcome Mr. So, Richards. So, good evening. Good to hey, see you so, Dwayne. Right. Tell us where you're from and who you are, what you do, why okay. you're on here. Welcome. Located here in Toronto, um, getting coached or trained by Gordon, mentored, mentored by Gordon, and uh, I got to follow up You're with Scott. Kind. We've done uh, the preliminary work for two Udemy courses yes. on um, how to save money on your taxes and the difference between bookkeeping and accounting as a Very nice. yeah. as a CPA CMA here in Canada. Um, nice. Yeah. Looking forward to now. Dwayne, you've done a lot of blabs. Like you, you were consistently doing blabs for a while, done, right? I've done a few blabs, and it's yeah. interesting, Tim, when you were talking about the different things. I was on a, I was on a, a call or on a call webinar last week with um, with Joel Calm, and Joel okay. was sharing all the his whole live video revolution and and showed how to drop in a YouTube, you know, if you have an empty seat in your blab, that you can drop in a YouTube video and actually play a, or I guess technically like a you could have a PowerPoint presentation, I guess, in that sense, mm -hmm. into your in, into your empty seat in your blab, and it, that's really. And you're right. So then it it doesn't replace webinars, but you know, if I can show something like that inside a blab, um, and I guess that was a question I didn't know that. So thanks for sharing that. I didn't know that you can keep or have blabs private. I thought that blabs were wide open. Yeah, and I didn't know that you could drop a YouTube. A video in either and sc or screen share. So yeah, that's amazing. and that was the great. Again, it's, it's interesting finding some of you guys like that. You know, Joel Kong, I guess that are on the front edge of some of the stuff. And that's just how do you? You know, it's nice to know. And then how do you? How do you apply it? You know, how do we? You know, how do I use it? Like it's nice to know the tricks, but uh, some of the stuff's a little crazy, like Snapchat and other things we're we're learning about. But uh, yeah, Snapchat. I'm still. I, I saw you. I, I, I saw you had joined the the Snapchat world there, Scott. But, um, but again, from a <laughs> podcasting point of view, again, I'm I'm getting close. Or we're going to work with Randy to get mine up and going. Uh, 
because it's Good. as well when you have these other ones, there's still an advantage to a podcast so that you can have the content, uh, you can have it on your website so nice. people can. People are still quite comfortable with the podcast, and it's recorded, and it's nice. Just so, wait, the, what what platform are you going to be using for um, for your hosting? Oh, I'm not sure what it's what's it called again. It's uh, my my podcast <laughs> world or something. I'm not sure what it's called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some guy named Gordon recommended some guy named Scott's yeah. mypodcastworld.com. My yeah. podcast world, yeah. Because again, what? we've we've done a little research, talked to some colleagues, and and really from as an accountant, and you know, and we're you know I'm just getting my business up and going. Um, you know, if I can fix my my annual cost, I'm all for that. Absolutely, you know, a, absolutely. Uh, we were just talking to a colleague about you know, go to webinar. You know, we ran go to webinar for thirty or for thirty days and go to get it, and it's you know it's ninety dollars. Um, and so it's about you know for you know ninety nine dollars for the year. If I know I can, then do as many podcasts as I want. Um, so what's your theme yeah. of your? Go ahead. Sorry, That's sorry. Right. Go ahead. Was, yeah. So I was going to ask the same question. What's the theme of your podcast going to be, Wayne? <laughs> I had a I had a couple of things. It's uh, one of the things we're working on is, is around. Um, I was working with a title and actually. Um, I had a call today with Ron. Uh, what's Ron's last name? He was in our Udemy course, the very first one that we yes. just got. The guy, the uh, man with the cowboy hat. The man with the cowboy hat. So we actually did a, a good one-hour call, and and um, I'm working on about a like, roadmap for success. And he said, "Well, why not roadmap from success? The whole idea is looking forward and then working backwards uh, to figure out where do you want to be in five years or one year." And then from a strategic planning and, and from a coaching point of view, working backwards to say, okay, what do I want my revenue or what does my business look like in the future? And then working backwards. So his his suggestion is say, why for success, why not from success to say you're looking ahead and it's it's that process. So we're gonna work with him on on his on the plan that he uses and about that looking forward and then reverse engineering. You know, similar to bank code, we you know we re reverse engineer you know the personality. Why not reverse engineer the strategic planning? That's amazing. You know, Dwayne, I I know when uh, you have a podcast, and Tim and Scott could probably tell you a lot more because they have the experience. But when you have a podcast, it just gives you instant credibility. Right? People yeah. start seeing you as an expert. Uh, opens up so many doors. Right? Allows you to interview people that normally may not even want to talk to you. I know, uh, you know, Randy Goodman, my business partner, for example, she's now interviewed a number of individuals who are um, six, seven figure income earners in their business respectively. You know, folks that normally wouldn't even talk to us, but, if, you know, you call them up and say, hey, I would love for you to be uh, a guest on our show. And they're like, when? And then we had people that we know, maybe in the same field, you know, questioning us on a good way, like, well, how come I haven't been asked to be on the show? But it's a it's a really neat way to 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 brand yourself. Um, not don't want to re repeat what I just said, but you know more credibility and it gen just generates a lot of leads. And, and I know as someone who um, organizes events and seminars all the time, we get speakers calling us up saying they they want to speak on our stage, and often they don't even have a bio, right? So what Scott's been able to work with some of our clients, uh, helping them start a podcast. Uh, one of the individuals that we have on stage at our event, 
worked with Scott a number of years ago. Um, Sam Crowley, he's got a show called Everyday Saturday. Sam's got over 130,000 people a month right now that listens to, um, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 130,000 people last month in the month of May that downloaded his show Everyday Saturday. And Scott mentioned, you know, at an event, sometimes people will want you to speak maybe because you could bring more people to the table. And I remember Sam telling me the story or telling the story on stage that when he was in the corporate world, he was sick and tired of the rat race. Can anyone relate to that? So he thought what he would do is quit his corporate job and he bought a franchise, like a, a sandwich franchise, a restaurant, and then he went bankrupt, right? Um, and while he was feeling down, he started running, listening on his iPod. People like Tony Robbins, Les Brown, um, Brian Tracy. Make a long story short, Sam started a podcast and eventually became an unbelievable speaker, speaks all around the world. But um, Les Brown called him up one day. Can you imagine? Somebody who knew Sam um, knew Les Brown, and Les Brown called up and said, I want to be on your show. Isn't that powerful? And so the guys that he used to listen to that used to inspire him are the same people he shares stages with. And earlier this year, not this year, we're 2000, but 2015, someone from Tony Robbins' organization actually called Sam and said, hey, can you actually come and train our coaches? Which he did. All of this from the, from the podcast. Nice. Yeah, very nice, isn't it? So I, I just want to share that with yeah. the folks here that, um, you know, obviously nobody can promise if you're going to start a podcast, you're going to become a rock star. Right. But if you're not in the game, you can't hit a home run or like score that. a goal. Mm. And, you know, what it's really kind of funny is I was interviewing a lady and she was in Buffalo uh, two, two days ago. No, Friday. And um, I was asked to interview her to be on my Weight Loss in the Mind podcast. And it turns out that her product is really good for the person that I co-host the health podcast with and so the the result of me doing the recording with her was actually like a networking meeting and I was thinking you know podcast recording could be the new networking mm. as opposed to you know meeting somebody for coffee and just saying you know and then trying to you meet them because you have a purpose you want to pitch them something but you know it's like you have coffee a little bit of chit chat and then you got to like kind of go into this pitch whereas if you do a podcast it's like Tim you know tell me all about this working with uh, high-level athlete stuff, and yes. blah, blah, blah. I get Tim talking about it for half an hour. We've got a great relationship. I say, thank you very much. Finish the uh, recording. And afterwards, I say, you know, Tim, I was wondering, blah, 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 blah. And if you could do this and this and this, and we could do that and that and that, because there's always going to be two parts. I'm going to give him the benefit to him first, uh, which is what I did with her, right? Because we were talking about uh, a, a lotion you put on for women that relieves pain because her two daughters were athletes that always come in with a bump on the head or a scrape and she'd use this cream and uh, and so we have 13,000 people in a fibromyalgia support group who are in pain all the time so I said well would this help with fiber I didn't want to ask while we were recording mm -hmm. because you know legal loss medical stuff but you know would it help and she goes Oh, yeah. It turns out she was never diagnosed, but had all the symptoms of fibromyalgia 10 years ago. And this cream is one of the reasons why she's pain free today. Right. So all of a sudden, I'm thinking my buddy has a new product to sell. We have a great thing to offer 13,000 women who are in pain. 
and I got a great interview with her and everything else. So I actually recorded us talking about it, but I told her this is how we want to do it so that, and then I'm going to record it so that, and she was all fine with everything, right? So we're putting the first recording up into the group, and then we'll put the second recording up, and then we're going to have her on a blab next, well, in two days, uh, where she's going to talk about it more specifically with Martin and myself, my co. And it was just like, ah. Oh. So I was, and I was thinking when I was listening to you, I thought, you know what? The new way to network, find somebody you want to do something with or you want to help. And you say, ah, oh, I've got a podcast. It's on this. You know, it's you're talking yes. about the same sort of thing. Would you be on? Now, all of a sudden, you've got the 15 minutes before to get warmed up. You've got the 20 minutes of the podcast, 15, 20 minutes afterwards to talk. You know, I was thinking, and you're now a very, very warm yeah. lead, uh, connection as opposed to a cold one. Yeah. I mean, it's that's good. As long as you don't do your interviews on Blab and everybody hears your pre and post interview. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I that that happened once. Who was I talking to? And they they wanted to go on on some business thing. And I said, you know, everyone can hear you. <laughs> and they go, oh, thank you for telling me. You know, like up there it was still like ten people. <laughs> That's it. Awesome, guys. I'm going to have to boost too. I've I've got uh, today. My day is just. I know your your day is just ending, but my Tim day is from Australia, you, Tim. folks. Thank you very much for joining us, Tim. Yeah, Queensland, right? Queensland, no. Gold Coast, yes. where the sun always Gold shines, Coast. even in winter. Okay, guys, thanks. It's, it's 9.30. I've got to go and do some work. But, yeah, been great chatting with you. been great catching up, Scott. It's been a long time. Nice meeting you. It has been. And, um, yeah, okay. Thank you, Tim. Talk to you later. See thank you, Tim. Gordon. Gordon, yeah. Thank you, Tim. Nice to meet you. You know, like Scott said, what a great way to network, right? Um, it's, a new, yes. it's, it's, it's a new way for us to, to, to meet quality individuals. Right. So we all we've heard the idea that your network determines your net worth. Right. We've all heard that. And obviously, you know, when you meet somebody online, you still want to qualify who who, who are you meeting, who you talk to. But there's just a incredible talent here. I mean, today we just met Tim from Australia, who's an expert when it comes to online marketing and podcasting. And then earlier you had two CPAs and CMAs that were on here. So right. <laughs> if, if you have any questions about how to reduce your taxable income, how to save more money on taxes. There's two individuals there that, that can help you. And for the folks who just hopped on, I want to, again, welcome everyone to uh, My Podcast World. It's our first uh, blab on My Podcast World. You've got Scott Patton, who's my co-host here, who, in my opinion, is um, he's the Michael Jordan of uh, podcasting and on online marketing. So, uh, Scott, you know, for some of the folks who just hopped on again, uh, what – if you could sum up maybe two or two benefits, what are the two major benefits that you think for you as a podcaster yourself, like what are two things that have really made a difference for you and your business that you could share? Well, anytime that you can be perceived as an expert, as opposed to a non-expert, it helps because that's very attractive and it's a lot easier when People feel like they know you, they feel like they know what you're about, and they feel like they know what they can expect from you. And they contact you wanting you to do whatever it is that you do. And that, to me, is a lot better than the old way, which was knock on mm. doors and try to, uh, you know, make the you know door-to-door -door selling, uh, which whether it's door-to-door -door selling or it's some other way of selling, it's just really, really unpleasant when it's cold. So... Um, you know, I've always tended to work from a referral basis, and I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, the other part that's, I don't know, I think it's more confidence. Like, 
we're very attracted to people that are very confident. So if we look like we're unsure, if we look like we're not uh, not that confident, we don't know what we're talking about, that sort of thing, people, it's, it's I don't want to use, it's repellent, right? Like you, you go away from it. So when you do podcasts on an ongoing basis, what you're doing is practicing your mm. public speaking. And if you listen to your podcasts on an ongoing basis, then you get better. If you don't listen, uh, you don't get better. If you don't analyze and pay attention, you don't get better. And there's lots of times when I've listened to old podcasts and I go, wow, like, you know, they use these words a lot and pacing is not good, the monotonic, you know, all the rest of it. So if, you, if you're passionate about it and you're doing it on an ongoing basis, you end up improving your speaking ability, which improves your confidence, you just the fact that you've done it, then you get feedback from your podcast, from your listeners, and you know they love what you're doing and everything else. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I didn't think that was that good, but boy, like these four people did. So my opinion is always the least mm. important opinion. If people you know are listening and they think it's great, even if I don't, because I'm, we tend to be way hypercritical of ourselves, right? So I think don't judge it yourself. Get some people that you trust to tell you their opinions and then also listen to your audience and then get better and better and better. And that's what happens. So Canuck Runner has a couple comments that are, I think, kind of interesting. Um, I prefer podcasts as passion objects and niche interest to build community. Podcasts stimulate revenue yeah. or advance and marketing agenda. I was reading that. Cold. Yes, and that's a, actually a great point. One of the big things and one of the big controversies over and over and over again in podcasting is, you know, how commercial should they yeah. be or could they be? And I always have said this, when you listen to radio on the way to and from work and it's talk radio, and even if it's not, but talk radio in particular, because it applies more to us as podcasters, it's the top of the hour, we have the news, then we have the weather, then we have the sports, then we have the business, then we have a commercial, then we have the host come on, introduce his guest, then it's a quarter past the hour, we need to take another commercial break, and so on and so on and so on it goes. So it just becomes one big interruption after another. And what I love about podcasting is if I find somebody who's talking about something that I'm interested in, whether it's politics or new, you know, the latest news, or it's into something way more niche, like how to knit, mm -hmm. um, or yoga or something like that, then what I love is the fact that I get to listen for 20 minutes uninterrupted. And I remember when my children were young, we didn't let them watch much TV, but we had all the old Disney movies and they were in cassettes. And so we put them in and they would sit for an hour or longer watching Dumbo or The Jungle Book, or whatever. And I came home one day and my wife had let my oldest son watch TV. And he was really agitated. And he's like, mommy, like, what are all these commercials doing on all the time? Really upset him, right? Because he was used to sitting and just getting engrossed, not engrossed and knocked out of the experience to learn about Tide or something, right? So I think uh, I think the point that you make is absolutely, absolutely uh, impeccable. Yeah. And we've got Phoebe USA joining us. hope so while phoebe's coming on scott i absolutely love what you just said because you're building a community is so important and everyone everyone's got on. yeah everyone's got a different reason why they start a podcast and that's what i love about podcasting so when you start a podcast show here's it, it's your show 
So you can say whatever you want to say on the show. You can do whatever you want. You're the producer. And so if someone doesn't like your show, just tell them don't come on. It's, it's your show. Whether they love you or hate you, it's yours. And you can produce what you want. Uh, Tim Ferriss, I'll share the story while Phoebe's coming on. You know, Tim Ferriss, who wrote The 4-Hour Workweek, we all know how successful he is. And I was just mm -hmm. listening to a podcast where someone just interviewed Tim Ferriss. And I didn't realize this. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but Tim Ferriss was talking about, yeah, you see me as this super successful guy and everything I've been able to accomplish. But he said, you know, there was a time when I actually had, um, I felt depressed. I almost committed suicide. I don't know if you heard that episode or not. Yeah. I no, but I had heard that it was it made it on my Facebook, social yeah. Facebook feeds. It was like Tim Ferriss was depressed yeah. at one point, and so he said. Um, so recently, he started a podcast. Believe it or not, and here's the guy who wrote the Four Hour Work Week, teaching people how to work less, so they're not stressed out. And he's saying that he actually found himself stressed out for a while, and he's decided for a change he was going to start a podcast and so he did and i forgot exactly how it went scott but i think he said something about uh, he was just going to do six episodes to see how he liked it mm. and there was a picture of him sitting at his kitchen table hey phoebe how are you welcome i'm good how are you gentlemen today good welcome excellent well, you have an awesome set. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for Yeah, I just got all the components together because my goal is to start a, uh, a podcast on here. So I've been kind of uh, gathering information of how to do it. And I think I'm almost ready to launch. Nice. Well, you look you look the part. You look the part. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really enjoy uh, all the content today that you're sharing with your audience. Thank you. Well, thank you. Okay, well, Gordon, I'll finish your story, quick, and, I want and then to hear, we'll get into Phoebe. So Tim Ferriss, there's a picture of him at his kitchen table. And he says, the neat thing is the majority of my content is actually done from this kitchen table. And so somebody asked him a question about, have you been monetizing your, your show? And he said, interestingly enough, he says, not really. He said, I've been, um, I've been, I've been able to monetize so many different things that I do. This was something that I wanted to do for, for just for, for my passion be able to give back to my mm -hmm. my community you know my followers people who are following me and interestingly enough he said um if i put my time and effort into this right now i could probably generate two to four million dollars a year just for my podcast because he's out he's out he's got about 60 cool. million downloads already uh with with this new new podcast that's the power of um podcasting and the one thing you taught me scott is it, it's so new i mean we're still in its infancy right Apple is so huge, and there's the ability for us as a little guy to partner with iTunes for a podcast just to get content. There now you're teaching me. There's Google Play. Google Play has podcasts now. Too, it's awesome. So it's awesome. Every smartphone has an app on it now, by default, that lets them access your podcast if you want them. Incredible, Phoebe. To. Tell us a little bit um, who, who you are, what you do. Would you mind? Well, or, first or, of all, should we no, call you Phoebe? Right? No, Phoebe USA. So. Ellis. That's the name of my. That's the name of my uh, my organization. Got my my friend Ellis last name is San Jose. Uh, just uh, to tell you a little about myself, um, I'm a real estate investor and broker here in California. And in uh, 2007, I co-founded a group called FIBI, which stands for Four Investors by Investors. It's an, an investment it. uh, network of uh, of uh, you know investors all over the uh, 
the California area. Actually, we grew from uh, one chapter to we have about 15 now and about 17,000 members. Wow. And my Good. goal is to kind of take that and how, how we do that is we, we have uh, chapter leaders in, in areas all over the country that, that hold meetings anywhere from 20 people to 200 people. Okay. Uh, uh, and what I want to do is I want to transition some of that audience over to the online space where I yes. could host a virtual show because I could just see the power and the reach that is available to me by doing it this way rather than hosting a meeting in a hotel uh, uh, event center. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Was just, we just had a real estate lawyer on. Did you um, Were you on a few seconds ago when, when we had a real estate lawyer on? I did, yeah. yeah I was yeah. able to catch part of that. Yeah, very, very good. Great, great caliber of guests you have. Really, yeah, me. Thank you. Well, seventeen thousand—that's a lot. That's a part of that's part of Blab, right? Like just the the people that are on Blab are just amazing. Right, people. it's amazing to me because I mean, what are the chances of of us three being able to have a conversation without this technology? Possible, right? Exactly, exactly. And and I, I I'm just kind of itching to get this thing going, but I want to do it right. I want to launch it in a way where. Once I bring the audience there, I want it to stick as much as possible. Amazing. So being very painstaking and okay, how do I transition people over? Because you know, Twitter is, I guess, a, a big part of Blab, right? You have to have a Twitter account. Mm. Yes. So, so you know, now I'm starting to send out uh, emails to to the audience saying, "Hey, follow us on Twitter." You know, get ready for a big announcement coming up, and and just wow. trying to because when when I do launch the show, I want to have enough guests in there or enough watchers so that Hopefully it'll it'll spread quickly because wow. if I have a few people, um, it's harder to keep up the energy. You, you know, I want to have I want to have a very uh, a very tight like you, you're uh, your answer about having optimal a twenty minute show. I'm thinking like twenty to thirty minutes maximum. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, what you can do. So let me get this straight. What you want to do is you want to do a blab, have a bunch of people on the blab. So you've got the the chat. You're going to do a twenty minute show. So couple minutes before you start the blab and then you start recording and then 20 minutes you, you finish up and you're done so right. what I would recommend is before you start recording but you're on live you've got some people say you know what I have um, the show is gonna be about 20 minutes I'm gonna be talking about this that and the other thing at the end of 20 minutes I'm gonna open it up for Q&A okay. okay so because it's kind of like Oprah had this after show thing when the show was over yeah, people right. would go somewhere and they'd all talk about the show mm, yes. so considering what you're you're talking about like 17,000 people right, right. in your in your group so you've already got you're going to have 100 to 200 to 300 of those people every time right you may want to do more blabs depending it, 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 what happens is you start and then you decide this is how i can improve so i don't want to get into that part i just want to get into this part so you do the 20 minutes that's the part that you're going to take out and you're going to make your main podcast, right? Okay. But the after show could have huge things. Like people will, it's a call-in show now, right? right. People right. call in and they say, well, you talked about this, Alice, I'm really, you know, and, and I was thinking about my situation that, and then you, so all of a sudden you're telling them the answers to their problems mm -hmm. and everybody else is having these problems and everybody else is either saying, wow, this is really, you know, the people that aren't in are going to want to get in, which is the big point. Yeah. But then what you can do is you can take these questions and you can chop them up into separate videos for YouTube. Mm, and amazing. you can even do a second podcast because you can do unlimited podcasts, you know. Right. You right. can do it's a amazing. second one. Wow. BBQ&A. And you just pop it in. 
right? So you could have a channel that is your YouTube channel. So basically this 20 minutes on video, then right. you can take the uh, 20 minutes on video, turn it into an audio. Then you can take the hour that you stayed on afterwards answering questions and you can uh -huh. have that as the one video that you put up on one of your channels. Right. And then you could break it into, let's say you could break it into 17 good questions. Uh -huh. And all of a sudden you've got 17 uh, Q&As that can go into your channel and then you can take, extract the audio and you've got 17 videos, or sorry, audios that go into maybe a secondary podcast that you just call your Q&A, right? Okay. And you just say, here's the question. And just the title is just the question, right? right? So that that becomes a list and you can say to your members, go here or go to iTunes here or go to this page. There's all these questions that are asked. And if you find one that you're wondering about, click on it and listen to the answer. Oh, that's that's a fabulous idea. So just have your my regular show. And, you know, I, I was thinking the format was going to be like a brief interview and, and some some back and forth. Right. Then stop the show, yeah. then have the after show where it's a call in. And that becomes such a, a content rich. Uh, and it's totally right? interacting, right? Like people will see you interact with other people and right. see that you're compassionate and intelligent and smart and know your topic. And mm -hmm. also the, and the other people you're interacting with. Yeah, like it just becomes a real community builder. And you see, when you're like, let's say, for example, that we're doing it, you and I are doing a blab right now. Okay? okay. The last thing we want is this guy interrupting us all the time, right? Because you've got a very, you're going to, if I'm interviewing you, I have specific points that I want to cover. You know, I only got 20 minutes. So I'm going to be focused on doing that and it might go off on a little bit of tangents depending on what you say some interesting things but basically i just want us to do our thing together right yeah. so now you've got all these people points, right? what's that get through all your bullet points on your that's right you go through you got this is what i want to accomplish in the 20 minutes now if, if we have people interrupting us all the time we, we've got 100 people watching they could be trying to call in you say look we're not going to take calls until make a note of any questions we're going to have a Q&A afterwards. And then you finish up. So now you've got a very nice polished, like I can tell right away, it's going to be a polished show, mm -hmm. right? You're very professional. So Thanks. you have the you have the professional interview and everything else. Then you could have, an, and I would say take probably an hour to an hour and a half and say, don't book anything after that and tell your guests. Because mm -hmm. usually your guests are going to want, they're there because they want exposure. Well, now you're going to be exposing them to all of Blab and all these people that you're bringing and they have a chance to talk one-on-one -on -one in, in great detail in, mm -hmm. in a relative detail right i mean you don't want one person uh, monopolizing the questions so mm -hmm. you're gonna say okay you know if you if you want to get into this more call you know call gordon get a hold of him and take it mm -hmm. offline we need to move on to the next person okay. but i think considering your topic considering the size of the group that you're bringing mm -hmm. that it would be amazing to have the Q&A afterwards, right? Like you want to create your sh actual show and then afterwards say, okay, you know, the board, board lines are open, right. call in and let's, it's you amazing. know, tell wow. the questions. If they put some questions there, you can say, yeah, you know, uh, wow. you know, Dom, you know, join us now and tell us your questions sort of thing, right? Because you already have some questions there hmm. that okay. have been built up, right? Wow, just, thank you so much, Scott. That's really, really, uh, Creative and, and, and right on point. That's exactly the the, uh, the type of uh, uh, expertise that really helps. You know, to, to kind of really jog the creativity. So thank you. Uh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure.
So you, you guys have weekly, what do you, do you guys have weekly meetup with your members or what do you do now? Well, it's, it really depends on the chapter leader because we have 15 different chapters. They're, okay. they're usually a monthly meeting uh, okay. on a you know, specific day of the month. And then what we do is uh, twice a year, we have a all chapter event where all the chapters get together. We do kind of a so, more social event. Okay. And uh, we, we have that once in the summer and once during the, uh, the holiday season. And it's just a way for all the, uh, all the chapter leaders to get introduced and to really kind of have some uh, unifying event for all the different members. One of the reasons why we, we, we grew our uh, organization this way is because here in the Southern California, Los Angeles area, traffic is so bad. Yes. <laughs> one part of the city to the other. I mean, it's a real lifestyle. Wow. House. I mean, you're just going to not want to go. So we yeah, said, why not create smaller groups? Smaller groups. So is it just in California then? Your chapters are all in California? We have uh, a few out of state. We have one in uh, Arizona, one in uh, Chicago. And okay. we're, we're at a, a point where we really want to make sure we manage our growth because we start to kind of lose control over the yes. content that's being created. So when you, when you get together, um, Ellis, for your live event, yes. once or twice a year, what kind of numbers do you get for your... A few hundred. A few hundred. A hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We just did a, uh, a real estate event here in Toronto. Uh -huh. um, so a good friend of mine was an ex-police officer, and uh, he took a year of absence from the police force, and just wanted to go out and create um, create a lifestyle for himself in, in real estate. No experience in real estate. They said um, you'll be back in a year, and <laughs> he bought seventy-seven homes in his first year, made nine made nine hundred eighty thousand dollars, and never looked back. Wow. Right. Yeah. So he's got a really nice um, story. private investment club that he started here with real estate. And he's looking at it right now, too. How can he um, instead of just live events? Right. Right. So live events. What can he do to really now start taking some of his um, uh, information online to better serve his members and, you know, really anybody anywhere? And yeah. uh, in fact, um, probably in a couple of weeks, he's going to be sitting down with Scott and talking about not just podcasting, but how to uh, put online courses together as well, right, to, to reach more people. Which reminds me, this is a great time for a commercial break, although there's no money involved. I do have two courses that I promised everybody that came on they would get that had to do with podcasting. So yes. if you're just starting out, there's the first one, which is my Udemy How to Podcast course. And then I just came out with a new course today for, with a friend of mine, Daniel Hall, about taking your podcast and turning it into a Kindle or print-on-demand book. And so I'm going to put that link in there as well. And the only cost to these books or these courses is a five-star review, uh, <laughs> as long as you think it's worth it, right? But uh, hopefully you do. So that's uh, hey, we up, up in the uh, chat box. I put it before, but then as you guys were talking, I thought, oh, yeah, there's probably a few new people on here I should – I should share that. Amazing. And, and Alice, I have a big question for you. It's been yes. driving me crazy. I got to ask, what mic are you using? It is Audio-Technica. I think it's a 2100. And here's the, here's the key, though, is I, I run it through a mixer and a, uh, a, a compressor gate. Okay. So what's, what that does, it makes me have that very kind of uh, uh, rich uh, vocal. Yes. I was going to say low, sexy voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should say that or not. Right, right. We hardly know each other. This is being recorded, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But uh, I, I have been kind of eavesdropping on other shows that I like, and I, I asked him, I said, how come you're how how come your broadcast sounds so good i said well yes. i run it through this limiter gate and it eliminates a lot of background noise like right now my hvac is going and you probably can't hear it don't hear it at all background. no wow. and when i was using a simple usb mic you could hear everything and it was annoying i said there's no way i'm going to go on air with that mm -hmm. mic because you'd be able to hear the, the car driving by the busy street that's right in front of my office Right. No, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Sounds really nice. Thank you. Yeah, I was. I've been testing it for a while now, and and, and like I said, I'm about ready to launch because I feel very comfortable with the equipment that I have, and and um, and just kind of how to how to learn to use it. So it's not you know the last thing you want to do is have some technical issues doing your broadcast. We're like, okay, hold on a second, let me figure this out. I have to tell you a funny story. I was doing a Google Hangout with one of my co-hosts and a non-techie, and it's in the health field, and this was. If, I don't know what the guy looked like or anything, but my picture was take some backwoods, Vermont area, like, you know, dirt road, woods, and, you know, a stove, like no electricity. This is my image of this person that was our guest, right? And I was told, like, no technical, it's going to be hard getting him on, blah, blah, blah. So we, and in fact, it turns out that we couldn't do it at his place. He had to go to his son's place and his son was helping him. So... Mm. We're in this process. I'm on. I'm in Vancouver. My co-host is in Vernon, so 300 miles away. And 45 minutes later, we haven't got him, so that we're all on, right? And my my co-host's wife works right beside him in their home office. She turns to me and she says, "Why didn't you plan like to meet earlier so you guys could like figure all this stuff out?" Right. And he turns to her and he says. That's what this is. Uh, we weren't actually recording. We were just trying to get this guy on. Yeah. And then a few days later, it was fine because we we figured out all the problems. But you would, you know, it's just funny how it just seems like in the beginning there are all these issues and things that come up, and mm -hmm. after you do it three or four times, it's like, oh, that it's wow. not doesn't come up. But it doesn't come up for me. But it could come up for my guests, right? And yeah. um, technology Amazing. seems to be so easy yet. I tried to do a blab with somebody and he couldn't get on. And yeah. I've had all kinds of problems. I've, I've tried to run other podcasts using uh, different types of technology. And, uh, you know, one of them we ran through Skype. And then there would the, the, the biggest issue, and I, I will still have this with Blab, is I can't control that much about what my guests, technology, what they're using their equipment. Yeah. No, that's right. So if they have, mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of a bad mic, a bad internet connection, or a bad, you know, a bad environment. I mean, you're just, you know. Right, so let's talk to that, because that's a great point. Okay. And you, no matter what, are gonna sound professional. Right. And I was thinking this same thing, as I, I like to listen to my hockey team lose all the time. <laughs> so I'm listening to the sports announcers, uh, like a sports show, it wasn't a game. We were just uh -huh. talking about the game, right? And so they've got this expert coming on and he's flying into Florida or something and he's getting off and he's talking to them on the cell. And it sounds awful. Like, absolutely. Like, are you kidding me? Like crackly and he cuts out and hisses. And the guy says, well, you know, I can hang up and do this another time or I can tell you what I know. And they said, no, no, no. We want to know the information. It's more important than the quality. And at that moment, I had the answer. It doesn't matter what your guest sounds like. As long as you sound professional, then it's like, you know what? I'm talking to Gordon. He's in Vancouver. He's running off to the airport. He's on cell. Sound quality is not great, but man, oh man, you got to hear what he has to say. Yes. I didn't wait. 
And so there, you know, and, and, and go for it. Or, but the beauty of it is we're not live. Like these guys were live, right? Yeah. So you may say, you know what, call me when you get home or something like that. And you can yeah. schedule. You know, but, Scott, that, that's so true. Cause I actually just recently yesterday heard a podcast and the person being interviewed was crystal clear and the interviewer, you could barely hear uh, mm-hmm. the person who was actually hosting it. And, and you're right, right? I, I kind of, um, it tuned me out pretty much. But when you got a host that's really able to control that show and it's interesting, you, you just keep on listening. Even if um, you can't really completely hear what um, you know the person's talking about. And people tell me that all the time. They have no clue what I'm saying, but they I'm so excited. They get excited too. So, <laughs> And that's one of the things that Scott taught me about podcasting or speaking on stage anywhere, right? As long as you're passionate, like pick something that you have passion about that you're going to talk about. Don't talk about something that you have no knowledge or, or, or passion because they're going to see right through it. So that's the key to podcasting is, you know, what's your hobby? You know, what are things that, what do you enjoy? Uh, you know, real estate, you were talking about real I love real estate. I've been in real estate all my life. I could talk about real estate all day long. Right. I have the same affliction. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you, have you got, in terms of a host, have you, uh, you were talking about starting your show at some point, do you have a, uh, platform you're going to be hosting your shows uh, on? I, I've been looking at Libsyn. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're the biggest. They're the biggest. Okay. I mean, I I, I really don't have a preference at this point. Um, you know, one thing that I think I addressed earlier in the broadcast was one of my concerns is if, you know, when trolls come, because this is an open broadcast. Yes, can absolutely. In the live chat, and, the, and, and I've seen other people's shows get really disrupted by some trolls that make some really derogatory comments. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, well, should I have somebody that I just have hired to go sit as a host and just kick these people out so that they don't distract from the, uh, the program? Or can you, you do that post-production? I, okay. I so post-production, none of the chats show up. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's not an issue. I was actually thinking that in your case, you probably should get one of your uh, or more than one, a couple of your, so they don't have to do it every time. Yeah. Uh, chapter leaders to say you know i'd like you to be on uh, as a co-host right i'm not sure how it would work so that you can manage the chat because there's nothing worse than two people talking and this chat thing going on and distracting you yeah yeah you know in fact what i would suggest is and this is why you need to tell a lot of the people in the beginning and Mm -hmm. then have somebody that's in the chat that watches the chat for you because I would just take the window and move it over so that the chat doesn't show. Mm. You know, right? right? Like we're going to ignore you for twenty minutes. Yeah. Get used to it, right? Because I need to do this interview. Because yes, it's going to be on Blab, and yes, it's going to be on YouTube. But the audio of it's going to be on your podcast. So you you know nothing on the chat is relevant except we can't hear you. That yep. would be the only thing that you'd not want to miss, right? <laughs> so. You know, you have the actual professional show show and then you have the after show and you need to just separate that. And if you have it posted and you get the person that's working with you in the chat every so often, it's 20 minutes. So, you know, at five minutes and 15 minutes, just post. By the way, there's going to be an after show where you'll be able to ask all your questions and blah, blah, blah. So they know and you're good to go, I would think. Have any of you used the uh, the Blab uh for repurposing yet and you know what's the, i'm just kind of curious of what the quality is of of the audio it's not the quality of the audio is good 
Okay. Like I have no problem with the well. Now, good to me might be terrible to you, right? But it's but I think it's fine. Good and I don't notice any me talking really soft and you talking really loud going on in any of the ones that I've done. Mm-hmm. The when you get the video, it's four six four eighty by two twenty or two forty uh, or three. It's it's low, so mm-hmm. it's not HD, which means okay. it's not going to look great on. And it looks okay on YouTube, but right. uh, well, I run it through. Um, screen flow and it becomes HD on that. But, um, you know, it's not the crisp, crisp, like you look really crisp to me now. Uh I don't think you look that crisp in, in the, in the copy that goes on YouTube. Okay. So did you say you do a screencast of the actual show so that it's captured in HD or is that? No, no, I, I take the file that they send me. So once you're done, you get an email that has an audio file and a video file. Okay. And it's an MP4. I download the MP4. I have, Screen Flow. I'm on a Mac, so I use Screen Flow. You, you could Camtasia is the PC version, mm-hmm. and I put it in there because I want to have Gordon's name and your name um, under, you know, underneath you, sort of thing. So people, oh, that's who that is, right? And um, and then it comes out as 720, and you know, it looks okay, but it doesn't look great. Because I know there was a. Uh some software that comes with Skype where you, you can, you can uh, record your actual screen. And I don't know if that's... Yes. Call yeah. recorder for Macs. Yeah. That's what, and, I have a Mac too. So I'm just wondering, is there a way to make sure I have good quality video as well by doing the blab? Because I, I, you know, I, I, the last thing you want is to have somebody turned off by the, you know, the production quality of your video. You know, I was thinking along the same lines, and there's a guy named Gary Vanichuk who is like massive. Mm-hmm. He, he, I don't know if you know who he is. He oh, was sure. Gary V. Sure, Gary V. Yeah. Everyone knows. So yeah. he's doing this blab. So I go to watch, and he looks like Gordon. Uh huh. Like awful. Sorry, Gordon. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, darker you know, and darker here, right? It's getting darker and darker. You yep. can't see him. Right? If yep. you're more concerned in the light, but I mean, he and his guest both looked like that. And I thought, you know what? If those guys look like that, why am I so worried about it, right? right. So, and so I think people understand that this is the environment. Okay. Now, if you so if you were to say, here's my DVD of me talking and teaching yeah. this stuff to you, and you tried to give them this. They would, you, they yeah, hang you. The expectation you. is completely different. The expectation is different, but this is yeah. kind of hey, we're live. Yeah. It's uh, it's you know David King live or Larry King live, whatever his name is, and you know sometimes stuff happens and we're all kind of used to it. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Okay. Uh, Good points. Good points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Skype rec- recording with call recorder is awesome. The, oh, the okay. I was recording Google Hangouts, and I just found that the it wasn't as sharp for some reason the last few months as it used to be. Uh-huh. And then I do it on Google. When I do it on Skype, it gives you four tracks, two audio and two video. So uh-huh. then you have to edit them. So when I'm talking, I show up. When you're talking, you show up. Uh, you know, it's a little bit more work that way. But uh, the, the video was a nice HD video. Depends on your, your camera and the other guy's camera, too. Yeah. But, and your internet connections, but so I mean, on my screen right now, Scott, you and um, Alice are both perfectly clear, right? I mean, very, very sharp. Lighting so I, look okay here because I have a lot of fluorescent lighting here that I'm not. You're happy. a little bit. You're a little bit washed out. A bit yeah. washed, yeah. 
So yeah. what you want to do, and I don't know if this is going to look very good or not, is get a light box. Yeah. Yeah. One or two light box, depending on what you – like I have on this side, I have a, a big window. So I have natural light on this side. Right. And I have the light box on this side. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what I need to get. Ray Scott is a light box. I started yeah. out with beautiful sun. 80, 80 bucks. It's gone. You have to have it. See, if you had the sun, the light on your window side and then you had a light box on the other side, yes. then you would be fine. Yeah. You would, it would light up your face enough. You have the light box up. I don't, I don't know if down. anybody wants to see my face, right? Well, you're a handsome young so, man. <laughs> but yeah, so that would be my recommendation, Alice, is to get a light box or two so that – because. Your environment looks okay. I mean, it looks professional, right? You got the pop filter and you got your mic and you're talking into it. It's great. Right. You're looking like you haven't been in the sun for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I, I was worried about that because my, my fluorescent lighting is, is overhead and I hate fluorescent lighting. Yeah, yeah. I have a, a little... Uh, This is like a, a little... Oh, I've heard of those. Have you heard of these? I'm going to try. I don't have it hooked up yet. Mm. But you, there's a lot of adjustments you can make on it, and and I'm spaces at a premium in my office as far as hanging, yeah. lighting, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna try that. I mean, the, I have really actually good natural light in my office. I have my my sh my uh, blinds closed right now, but depending on when I do my show, I don't have to rely on my natural light if no. I do a yeah. show. There's nothing show. worse than the sun moving, and all of a sudden, what was Everything good lighting is terrible. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, How much did that thing cost you, by the way? Uh, this lighting thing, I think it's like. Uh, like a sixty or eighty dollar item, I forget yeah. what it's called. But, um, where uh, did you get it? Gosh, where did I get it? It was uh, some online. I think it's called Mass Drop or something like that, where they have all these like really cool uh, items. I, I I don't exactly remember what what the name of this thing is. Can but you, uh, if I put my email address in the chat, could oh, you send it? Like if you can, I'd be happy to. I, I know I know where to find it. I just don't have it yeah. in front of. I would love to see that. Oh, I misspelled my. Uh, it's P A T O N, not P A A T. One A. Yeah. One A. Okay, so one T. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Got we got a question I'm, here from uh, from Dom in a minute or two. Scott, what type of camera switching software do you like to use for video podcasting? That's a great question. I like. Um, I think it's Wirecast. I don't do a lot of it, but. Uh, I use Wirecast the odd time, and I really like it. I'm pretty sure that's the one. It's amazing, actually, that you can do the switching with software. Because I had a friend that was into video, and he had he was switching them with a machine. It's like, oh my god, how does that work? But uh, yeah, Wirecast will do it. There's another one too. I forget the name. Mm. What I was going to tell you, Alice, is in the uh, podcast course that I gave you for free, the first uh -huh. one, I go through the actual technical steps for putting up a podcast on my podcast world, which is our, our site. Okay. And I also have a section for Lipson. Okay. So, because I just thought, how can I have, a re you know, it's one of the best podcast courses and I ignore Lipson, mm -hmm. this doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But if you're, so if you're thinking of it, you can see the two of them. You can get an idea of how they how they work, and then decide what you want to use. Okay. Yeah. Thank Scott, you. for the folks who just hopped on, would you mind popping those two URLs again? Those two free courses sure. you have. That'd be awesome. Awesome. 
if you know if you just join us if you have any questions at all on podcasting feel free to type it in the chat we've got scott Patton here who um who's been um one of the foremost what's where i'm looking for scott I was going to say expert, but four Vancouver Canucks ex fans. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask um, Alice San Jose. Is that your last name? Is that San Jose, last, California? Last or? San Jose. No. It, yeah. Okay. I was going it's to think confusing like, sometimes. The San Jose Sharks. I was thinking, right? Your yeah. hockey team out there. <laughs> yeah, they're doing well. Yeah. Any um, any other questions, Alice? What you have, Scott? No, that's about. I mean. I'm really excited, Alice, about what you're doing. So I hope that you'll uh, keep my email somewhere and let let me know how it goes because that's uh, that's awesome. I definitely will. And I and I found the uh, the link for where to get this light. It's called a kick light. Kick light. Okay. Can can you put it in the chat box for us? Yeah, I'm going to do that right. Good. That's amazing. Yeah, it's always two ways. Communication goes two ways. Nobody knows everything. That's what I found has just been so valuable on being on here is just so much sharing of information. I mean, from all the equipment that I got, I mean, I, you know, I said, Hey, you know, what are you using? What do you like it? What don't you like? And, uh, just been very, I mean, it saved me so much time into, you know, the, the, the island era of yeah. saying, Hey, is this mic good? Is that mic good? You know, what about this? So I love your Thank mic. You. And you're the second person in about two weeks to talk about that mic. Another friend of mine is, I'm pretty sure that's And it's not expensive. It's like a $60 mic, but putting it through the compressor, which I got through eBay, was like, you know, I think the uh, compressor was like 60 bucks or 70 bucks. Really? And the that's board. incredible. The mixer wow. board I paid for brand new, and it's like, uh, it's like a $200 mixer, but I mean, you don't need it that much. In, in uh, you know, like, thir- I always think like 30, 40 years ago, what we're doing would have cost millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, I grew up playing, you know, instruments and I remember looking at, uh, you know, oh, if we got a mixer board and you're just adding up all the stuff you need. Wow. You're saying for about, what, 120 bucks there? Your mic, your mixer, you're in business? Um, Probably closer to like two something because I bought the mixer brand new, but I mean, having the mic and the compressor, you don't, you don't need, I have a 12 channel mixer, which I, I, you know, you don't necessarily need, but I had (laughs) it just in case I would have in studio guests where I could, I could have them all separately mic'd. Yeah. um, Yes. I don't know if I'm ever going to use it, but uh, you know, it's uh, better to be prepared, right? Better to have it now than to have to say, well, I'm not going to need a second mixer. So, yeah. So what's really neat, Ellis, is you, I, I can tell from what Scott said earlier as well. You're somebody who, um, who's, you know, obviously want to make make sure things are done right. Yeah. Uh, quality is very important to you, and you're investing in you know the equipment to make sure you've got the best to be able to serve your your audience. Uh, one one of the flip side that I want to mention is you know podcasting. What's kind of neat is I'm not a very technical person, so my business partner Randy Goodman with our show, the Empowerment Radio Show, she she looks after everything. And I am so, so much of a technical dummy. There are times when I actually literally just take my iPhone, believe it or not. Yeah. And I'll just record a 10 or 15 minutes um, piece. And I take the file and I send it over to Randy and she'll put it together with the, the intro, the outro, add it a bit. And boom, there's a podcast show or there's times when um, we'll use Skype or we'll use free conference call HD. Mm. And we'll have a guest call in, we'll call in. We'll do the interview. We'll let them know when we're ready to record. And boom, when we're done, there's an HD quality MP3 file, audio file already 
um, put together. So that's the neat thing about podcasting is even with even if somebody didn't have a lot of money to get started, it's not an excuse. Yeah. There is no excuse, right? There's you can bootstrap. And one of my favorite um, uh, hosts on uh, Shark Tank, right, is Mark Cuban. Uh-huh. And despite the fact that the guy's a billionaire, he's always talking about bootstrap. Like you don't necessarily have to have a lot of money bootstrapping, right? And at the same time, if you can invest in something that's quality, why wouldn't you, right? So the mic you have, I'm um, definitely going to look at that um, for you know getting that for for myself. Great, so thank you for sharing that, of course. Scott. I'm going to have to run as well, um, but I want to, on my behalf, I'm going to let Scott wrap up. Um, I want to thank everyone who's. Uh, who's on our show today. It's our first one, My Podcast World, on uh, how do you podcast? How do you get your message to the world, right? Whether you're an author, uh, a speaker, a lawyer, you know, the real estate business you're in, just by having your own show, the credibility that it brings, right? The uh, the people around you that also start seeing you as, a, a, as an expert, right? you're more credible, and they just want to do business with you. It just opens up so many uh, doors. Uh, it's unbelievable. I have somebody here in Toronto who was interviewed on, um, on one of our podcasts who ended up having somebody call them and actually wanted to envy the, interview them on television, uh, which is amazing. Nice. But at the same time, you know, social media is really the new um, the media, new media. We know that, right? So podcasting is just, like Scott said, you know, it's, it's not whether it's just Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or uh Google Hangout or Periscope, whatever. It's it's another additional tool that you can use to really get your brand, your message out there. So if anybody's sitting here thinking about podcasting, I would highly, highly, you know, recommend that you seriously take a look at it. And um, Scott, I think we're going to be back again next week at the same time. Are we going to, yeah. Yeah, we're going to plan on doing this at uh, 3 o'clock Western Standard, or Pacific Standard yes. Time, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I just want to add one thing to what you said, Gordon, and I think Ellis is a great example of this. If you've created an audience already, like you you said, Ellis, yours is about 17,000 strong, how do you continue to have that sort of one-on-one touch? And when you do the podcasting, what happens is you get right into the head. You're never any closer to those people than those earbuds are going to be. and so you get into there, you know, you really get connected to all those people. They all feel like they know you. They all feel like they, you're your friends. You, the, the connections become a lot stronger. And that's one of the dangers of large groups is all of a sudden people are feeling alienated. They're not being looked after. Nobody cares. I think that every company that has over 100 employees should have the CEO should have a podcast. And every week he gets on and he tells them how much he appreciates them and what the company is doing and what some of the plans are or what's going on or customer stories or something, right? Because that's the it's it used to be the reason we had these hierarchies. You had a president and a vice president and a vice vice president and a manager and a general manager, and an assistant general manager and a division manager and a district manager and a store manager and a department manager it was because that was the only way the communication could flow to get to the people that actually mattered, the people that were doing the work in the in the corporate world. But now that's not the case. Yeah. And, you know, if you're the leader of your company, then you should be communicating to all members. And that doesn't mean you tell them how to bag groceries or how to strip the, t- the tire off yeah. the wheel rim or whatever. 
you should be giving them some motivation. You should be giving them some love, some some feeling of connection and some feeling of belonging and how what they're doing is important. And in that, I mean, I took a corporate example, but it's, you know, whether it's a yeah. nonprofit or a charity or a group, you know, a meetup group or any type yeah. of group, uh, you now have that opportunity to talk to everybody one-on-one, yes. which we could never do before. And I think that's really the power of the, of the podcast. Awesome. Scott, thank you so much. I want to thank everyone and, you know, stay on. Uh, if you've got any more questions for Scott, I'm not sure. Scott, if you're going to, what time are you out there in Vancouver right now? Well, it's, it's uh, five fifteen my right. time, so I think I'm going to sign off okay. too. So, so thank, so thank you. Okay, Ellis, thank you guys. Really a pleasure meeting both of you. I hope to catch future shows. Awesome. Okay. See you later. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs>